What is going on, guys? This is your boy Knuckles Eternal Savage Podcast here. Welcome, goddammit. We're here for another lovely podcast. I hope everyone's having a great Sunday morning. Man, oh my god. Have you guys now look? This is for my friends that love wrestling, okay? For those that don't know, yes, I am a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. I love the WWE, even though when they have, and I love uh, uh, Ring of Honor. I love goddamn Japanese wrestling. I like all type hardcore wrestling. I just love wrestling, okay? I respect it. I love the uh, art. I love what it does, the storytelling. I love the whole entire thing. I grew up on wrestling. And just like I love UFC, I love wrestling as well. But I have, I've been with wrestling a lot longer. And last night, if you guys haven't seen, it oh my god nxt takeover war games was so freaking phenomenal i'm trying to tell you this is just for the wwe fan and hell if you just love the show and want to support please listen and i love you guys and thank you so much and don't forget to share and tell this to all your friends now man let me tell you last night was phenomenal let me tell you something this show was so goddamn good that goddamn it you you didn't even realize you only watched four matches this show was literally two and two hours long, two and a half hours long, and you only watched four matches and a little quick ass kicking. That's all you saw on this show, and it was pure entertainment from beginning to end. There was no low points at all on this show. There was nothing boring at all about this show. Every person that wrestled that night showed their ass and their skills and why NXT is so good, dare I may say it, it might as well be its own damn TV show. Yes, I don't care who wants to agree or not. Look, I love the WWE and I <coughs> love having their own, you know, their network. But I'm going to tell you right now, NXT is strong enough and it's been strong enough where you can take the NXT and you can put that thing on TV and it will be just as successful, if not more successful than the main roster. NXT deserves to be on television. That's all I'm saying. Now, here's what's going on for those that didn't know. The first match, well, we had Cassius Ono versus, uh, what's his name? The new bro, the king of bros, um, uh, Matt Riddle. Now listen, this was technically a match that supposed to happen on NXT regular show, but, uh, when Riddle came just to talk to the audience, Cassius Ono came there talking all that shit saying, Oh no, no, no. You can get knocked out and get all this ass whooping, blah, blah, blah. So fine, bro. Let's fight right now. So instead of having that, so we can have five matches. But when I tell you that it was more, remember I said that we had four matches and a quick ass kicking because when Riddle got interrupted by uh, Cassius Ono, <coughs> the knockout king, Cassius Ono, got his ass knocked the hell out. Because as soon as the match started, he dove and tried to hit him from behind like a heel would. Riddle turned around with his agile, quick skills and did a jump knee right into that man's face and knocked his ass clean out. Put it like this. Just like Becky Lynch when she got punched in the face and I hope she heals up very fast. That's how vicious that knee shot was to Cassius Ono. I thought Cassius was not going to turn properly to take the knee without getting his face broke. And it looked like his face was broke anyway. Because goddamn, that knee knocked his ass clean the hell out. (laughs) Then, 
after that quick little match, less than a couple minutes later, then we had the first match with the beautiful Asian persuasion uh, pirate, Kyrie Zane. And then we had uh, Shayna, um, Shayna Bla- Blaze. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> But um, we had her come down there, you know, uh, Ronda Ronda, one of her bestest friends in MMA, and those two had a phenomenal match. Now, look, I'm not going to lie. I sort of got a little bored with their with their exchange. I'm like, look, you're going to have Kyrie here whoop Shayna's ass twice in a row. She has no choice but to win the next match, and then she did win and get her title back. But with this match right here, there's no way in hell that they could not have her lose already because they had a good little back and forth. But I'm just like, at the same time, come on, man. You got to make sure that uh, that Shayna still keeps her title and make sure that it looks good. Man, and it was a two for three falls, man. Now, of course, her friends jumped in, interfered, got her to get um, the first win because Shayna um, was cheating because she's the heel champion right now. So she had her friends interfere and got a, fr- a quick pinfall on the first one. But Kyrie came back. She started kicking everybody's ass, dropped that vicious elbow on the outside of the ring, threw her ass in there and pinned her and got the first one. A great brawl came in. The friends of her, of Shana, uh, of, uh, of Shana was starting to interfere again because she gets keep cheating because she's the heel champ. Uh-oh, then we had people come from the background. A few other two uh, upstarts. I don't know their names off the top of my head yet because I'm still learning these two ladies because they're sort of new. Um, that they came out and helped uh, Kyrie, and they helped her out. So then the pirate champ with a pirate Asian pirate will have enough friends to back her up too. So I think we're going to have a future three-on-three match in the next pay-per-view or something like that, like a little team versus their team. And that's cool too. That's good because that way we can build up some new stars and get to know their names and know who these new future stars are. Um, and it, looked, it was a great match. Everything was good about it. Five stars all the way around. Next match, we actually had, oh my God, uh, Johnny Gargano versus the man himself, Aleister Black. And let me tell you something, that match was so phenomenal. And you know what? I know that Johnny Gargano is trying to be the hero, but the hero is doing a lot of dark shit, okay? He was the perfect healer. I think Johnny, he's a great face but I'm sorry, like I guess like Chopper, with the way things are going, they want to turn him into a heel too. Now he's still gonna hate Chopper. Him and Chopper never gonna be cool again. But making um, a dark side of Johnny Gargano with the phenomenal ring presence and skills that he got, I don't know. I think I might like to see a violent, hardcore Johnny Gargano. Now. I wouldn't mind him being that violent and that badass as a good guy. Now, I know good guys don't supposed to be mean and vicious, but why can't a good guy have a hard streak? Because there's a lot of great uh, good guys that had a lot of hard power, like Goldberg. He's nothing but power, and he'll kill your ass and maul you to death quickly too so why couldn't um you know johnny gargano have that same situation but you know what if we're gonna turn him into a little pit bull and let him rip people's throats out then go ahead johnny wrestling i'm right behind you but after a great back and forth 
antagonizing Alistair through the whole match, doing things, to, uh, crossing his legs up and playing mind games with him. Alistair Black did not let that get to him, and he started playing mind games right back to Johnny. And then next thing you know, bam, hit him with the black mask, and they say, you know, no, no, Johnny, get your ass up, get, give me your chin, I'm going to do it one more time, here we go again. And black mask with his face one more time right off his body, and then we pinned him in one, two, three. Great five-star match, great storytelling, great work in the ring, outside the ring, it was a phenomenal match. Then right after that, after you took a quick t- chance to get a beer, take a piss, now we had the title match. Man, I want to say this about Velveteen Dream real quick, not to get off topic. This man is 23 years old. Now, if you are older than 23, think about what you have been doing with your life at 23 years old. At 23 years old, you probably was thinking about getting some pussy and thinking about trying to find, make some money or do or working at a job or going to college or doing something with yourself, hopefully not sitting on your ass all day eating Cheetos, playing video games. But either way, you're doing shit like that for a normal person at 23. This man at 23 years old is face fighting one of the best wrestler heels end of this industry and whooping ass and standing toe-to-toe with this man giving him the fight of his life and almost won think about it if he, he still stage presence storytelling f- character development everything about look velveteen dream is a hall of famer I mark my words, that man is a Hall of Famer. I already know that at 23, he's already this goddamn good. This is ridiculous. He should have, me, I think he should have won. But I understand they just want to mold him a little bit more, put some more seasoning on him because he's still young. Like They probably want to give him the title next year. That's probably what they want to do, just build him up even more so when he does win the title, it feels right. I think he feels right right now, but I'm not going to take it away. At NXT, Triple H know what he's doing, and I trust his judgment over Vince McMahon's. But man, Tommaso Ciampa, you are the greatest heel of all time in WWE. You're the the number one heel in the company. I've been saying that for the last year and a half now. Tommaso Ciampa is the number one heel in the business. And when he gets to the main roster, I hope he goes to SmackDown and I would love to see him do some shit up there. And I love Johnny Gargano, not to get off the topic of the match, but I want to say Johnny Gargano, I hope he goes to Raw. I want to keep those two separate, let them build up a good stable uh, on the main roster, then they come together and have some classic matches on the main roster then. But yeah, that's what I want to do with them. But back to the match. Yo, the match was phenomenal. Uh, Velveteen Dream, you have nothing to be upset about. I know you wanted to win, but you know what? This has just made your star even bigger and illuminate even brighter. Trust me, this loss was actually a good stepping stone. It's not it, like this is one of those things where him losing still made him a bit even bigger star, and him winning would have just made just would have just solidified it. But either way, you know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know he's going to be a main champion. And don't worry, Velveteen. The next time you're up in there, I know you got it. There's no way they can't hand you the torch after that. They just want to get you some more seasoning, baby. And Tommaso, good job. You are a great heel. I hate to see you, and I love to see your work at the same time. I love Tommaso. He's one of my favorite heels to look at. Keep doing your thing, man. You deserve all the shit that you deserve. Because I'm saying, you made me forget about is is wrestling. It's just a show and made me want to beat your ass in real life. So I know that's when I know, yeah, this guy got it. This guy should deserve to be a main event and a champion a long time ago. So, And the match all together, five stars. Now, last game, the War Raiders and my boy Pete Dunn and Ricochet versus Undisputed. Okay, now listen, Undisputed Era 
and the War Games match versus those four guys was a phenomenal storytelling. Whoo, boy. Now, let me tell you something. Everyone had to be locked in a cage. And because that, um, the un- uh, basically, the Undisputed has won their match on the regular show, they actually had a head start. So they had the advantage on their side to have more people in the ring. Man, from beginning to end, the storytelling was great. Of course, because they had the advantage, it was going back and forth. You know, the first time the cage opened up in less than two minutes, it was one of their guys. They came in. They kept. They went back and forth. Every time someone new came in, their team was getting the upper hand and beating everybody's ass back and forth until everyone got into the ring. Then the uh, when the last uh, team member of the Undisputed came out, that cheap son of a bitch is going to take his lock and chain off of his cage and put it also around Pete Dunn because he was the last one on their team to come out. They're going to put the ca- put his chain around there to hold them in even longer, trying to be dastardly heels and lying. But that was so creative. That was dope. I didn't see that coming. They actually ran in the back and got a bolt cutter, and they finally cut it open. Then Pete Dunn came in, and he saw have a small injury with his leg and so that's why it was smart to have him come in last to try to keep him safe and that's good um man the bumps in this show was so phenomenal they did so many crazy stunts combination moves high flying moves man ricochet you are the craziest son of a bitch alive in wrestling today this man did a double somersault backwards the somersault off the top cage people that cage is almost 30 feet or 45 feet in the air. He turned around and did two double backflips and did not land on his feet. He landed on his feet after he landed on his back on the other guys and then landed on his feet. Ricochet, I hope you keep doing your thing. But please, when you do these spots and these crazy jumps, please just don't kill yourself or hurt yourself. I just pray that he doesn't hurt himself like Jeff Hardy when he take risks. Just be careful, bro. But goddamn, that was beautiful. Oh, my God. The Road Raiders, they was doing their thing. Now, one of the one of the big guys on the Road Raiders, they're both big guys. But the bigger guy with the long hair, I think his name is, oh, God. I hate saying his name because I don't, individually, I'm still learning their names. I'm sorry. But I think his name was Ron. The one with the long hair. Man, his big ass, he's literally like 250, 260, 270, and he's doing flips. He did a flips spring salt off the ring ropes and then did a double elbow. He's jumping in the air like he's a cruiserweight. This dude is crazy. And his friend and um his teammate, the ball headed guy, so sorry, don't know the names individually yet. I'm gonna learn them so that way next time we'll sound better. But uh He's picking people up. He actually threw. They start throwing their teammates Ricochet and Pete Dunn to make sure that they can end, um, to make sure that they stop things and to use them as weapons as well. Man, it was just great teamwork, great storytelling. And at the end of the war, the uh, the triumph has won. Uh, the room, the Raiders won. Also, Pete Dunn and my boy Ricochet with a great double finishing move finish on Adam Cole of the Undisputed Era. Man, it was a great show. Four matches that was classic all the way through. Nothing bad I can say about this show. The um the Summer Slam is tonight. I hope we have a great show. Where make sure that you go watch it if you don't already have it. If you join for free now, you get a free month with WWE. So go ahead and get that network so you can see this great show. I'm hoping tonight will be awesome, and I'm definitely gonna talk about that too when it happens. Just make sure you guys have a blessed day. This is your boy Knuckles, Eternal Savage Gaming. Oh, well, Eternal Savage Podcast. And also hit me up on social media, Eternal Savage Gaming on YouTube and also on your Twitter and Facebooks and all that good stuff. Eternal Savage on Twitter. And definitely we'll talk more. 
God bless, and I'll see you guys in the next podcast live stream. Peace.